Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. So excited to be with y'all once again. Guess what? It's a new season of Faith and Good Counsel. That makes me really, really, really excited. So I'm glad to be back with you. And I'm joined in the studio today with Erin Franco, the humble handmaid. She's also really happy to be back with you. I am. I love uh, talking instead of writing on the blog for once. I know. I've missed, nice change. You. I've missed you, Erin. Thanks for having me. Well, we also have a special guest uh, with us today. She's mm-hmm. very special to me in a very special kind of way. And I know she's special to you, too. But that's my daughter, Olivia Galino. Hey there, Olivia. Hello. <laughs> You could sound a little more excited. I am. I am. am. (laughs) She's embarrassed. She's turning red. That's what's happening here. Well, nonetheless, we should get to our prayer, it sounds like. So, you know, we always start off faith and good counsel with prayer, offering everything to our Lord through the intercession of Our Lady. And so, especially given our topic today, which we're going to be talking about virtues, virtues in particular, charity, I thought we'd offer the act of love. So, Ladies, if you would pray with me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The act of love. Oh, my God, I love you above all things with my whole heart and soul because you are all good and worthy of all love. I love my neighbor as myself for the love of you. And I forgive all who have injured me and ask pardon of all whom I have injured. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Paul II, St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. Wow. Well, as I said, our topic today has to do with virtue. And in particular, there are a number of virtues. If you're Catholic, um, you may know this. Maybe you've studied some of the virtues. And you know that, that when we speak here on Faith and Good Counsel, I or my guest or Aaron will often say, being a virtuous person, we need to be virtues. We need to practice the virtue. Well, we thought what better way to start off our new season of Faith and Good Counsel with what is a virtue? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if we're saying we need to do this, we, perhaps for those who don't know, we might need to talk about what is a virtue. And Aaron has done some beautiful work on charity. And I'm just wondering, Aaron, why, you know, when we talked about this, you spoke about the necessity for speaking about charity first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, my blog, Humble Handmade, is well, my heart on that blog is to to talk about practical ways of living out the virtues, living out my vocation. My vocation is a stay-at-home mom at home with my children right now. Um, I guess I'll open with a probably my favorite quote from St. Jose Maria Escriva. He says, Our ordinary activities are not an insignificant matter. Rather, they are the very hinge on which our sanctity turns. So the little bitty, tiny, small, small things that we seem so insignificant, changing a poopy diaper, (laughs) washing those dishes with the icky stuff that somebody left in it. Mm -hmm. Those are holy things. Yes. Or sometimes keeping your mouth shut in an argument. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's it. We definitely need to talk about that. (laughs) But but charity is really the virtue that uh, the catechism says is the form of all the other virtues because all of the other virtues flow from it. St. Paul says, if I don't have charity, I have nothing. And I think an important point that that I realized recently was that um, if you look up virtue in the catechism, if you look up charity in the catechism of the Catholic Church, um, 
a lot of there's interchange where the word love is. They use the word charity. So hmm. that great that great verse that a lot of people um, probably are familiar with: love is patient, love is kind. If you replace the word love with charity, you really get some insight into what charity is. And you know, one point I'm just thinking about, Aaron, before we dive into to the virtue of charity is that there's there's interplay between the two and an interrelationship because you can't be charitable without being humble right but Mm -hmm. we're going to do our best to isolate charity and our love today but just i think would you not agree that it it definitely requires us to exercise and to choose to be humble through god's grace in order to exercise charity is that a true statement absolutely yeah so on with charity i want to know more about it (laughs) Um, I think an important thing to remember about charity is that there can be no selflessness, no charitable love of other people without love for God. And kind of the, the degree to, to which we love our Lord is the degree to which we can be charitable um, to others in our life. And especially, um, you really want to focus on your family, I think. I think it's important to remember, if we can't live this out in our family, then we really don't have anything, do we? Right. And sometimes... I've, I've found this, that we're the least charitable to the people that we love the most and the people that God has placed in our direct responsibility. Mm-hmm. Do you find that? Very much. The family is the school of holiness. It yeah. is the school of charity. And heck, if you are married, that is the school of charity for sure. And we'll definitely have to hit on that later in the show. Well, I, I love this, this scripture verse, Colossians 3.22. Um, And it it really has relevance to charity and family life. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for God and not for men. And that includes those little things that we were talking about earlier, those Mm -hmm. little everyday ordinary activities. Yeah, I actually have this verse up on, um, like I print it on my to-do list every day. I keep it on my fridge, but I have that at the top. And just kind of that reminder during the day or every time I look at it, that whatever I'm doing, whether it's, oh, I need to trim the baby's nails today or cook dinner or run by the bank, just all of those little things in my life, those are all for the Lord. And doing them well for the Lord is, that's what he wants of us. He want, Whether we're going to work all day and we're running a project or we're a student in school like Olivia, a graduate student, doing that well, blooming where he's planted us, that is a virtue. And learning how to do that better and better is growing in virtue. And one way, she just gave us, Olivia, a point on our to-do list. I know you ha- you love lists. I love lists. <laughs> I like the boxes, too, because I like to check them off. You know, a little, little window into how my brain works. Doesn't it feel good to check the boxes off? Yes, it does. But putting that scripture verse up at the top, so as we go through what might be viewed as menial tasks, it keeps us oriented towards their proper goal, which is mm-hmm. love. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the things that came to my mind when you were talking, um, speaking of being a student, um, one of the things that I've studied in the past semester were um, talking about how God himself is love. This is something that we, we know, we hear a lot in the scriptures, but what does it really mean? Um, and we were talking about how God is love in a kind of super abundant sense. So he's not just love, he's overflowing with it. And that that overflow of love is what... Um, kind of in a sense holds the three persons of the trinity together they yes. they each overflow love to the other person um but then that's also how we were created we were created in love and for love and so god overflows in love for us and that's we're created from that overflow 
And so when we when we say we're created in the image and likeness of God, that's what we mean that we're meant to imitate that overflow, to be that overflow to other people. Like Saint Bernard of Clairvaux says that um, instead of making me a channel for your grace and your love, Lord, um, make me a reservoir. Wow. And uh, I think that's an important image to keep in mind when you're you know dealing with other people in the little things and the big things that uh, we're called to be that reservoir for other people. Wow. I believe that, that that overflow of love that you're talking about, isn't there a word for that? I think it's the spiration of love. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's it, but we're caught. We want to be in that. We were created for that, to be in that spiration, that eternal exchange of love of the Blessed Trinity extends was extended to us. We kind of messed things up with our first parents, Adam and Eve, and the fall and all, but we are still, that is still accessible to us. It's such a beautiful thing, and this is what Scripture is speaking about today as well as Aaron uh, the humble handmaid, Aaron Franco, speaking about charity, the theological virtue that also can be uh, called love. Um, and so you mentioned earlier, Aaron, the catechism has a lot to say about charity and or love. Can you talk a little bit about that and, 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 and kind of getting us into how it affects a married couple? Absolutely. Um, one thing that actually just came to my mind, though, before I get into that is um, we just kind of the definition of charity that we would normally think. Yeah. Charity is generosity. It's generosity uh, financially. It's generosity with our time. Um, but it's also, for us today, more of what we're talking about is generosity with our most precious possession. And mm-hmm. what, if you think about it, what do we have that God hasn't given us? Mm-hmm. He gives us our time, and he does give us our money too, right? right. So the only possession we really have on this earth is our will. And that is what charity asks of us and really all the virtues to to bend our wills to another. Wow. And to will their good to in the small things and the big things to um to choose godliness, to choose God. So you're talking about so man, that's powerful that that, that our will is what we can offer to God and we do that through our openness, our receptivity, our our choice, our through God's grace, our willingness to surrender our will, to be obedient in love. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, beautiful. That has so much relevance, though. You know, you're thinking about not only within ourselves, but in all of our relationships, in particular the most important, which is our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so for marriage, that is quite the school of charity. Yes. <laughs> um, I've been married <laughs> for about seven years now, um, and I, I definitely have learned a lot. One thing that... Um, I have learned about marriage is that there is no place for selfishness, no place for self-centeredness. And, you know, if, if you're like me, I'm one of those people who I'm always trying to read a book or a blog or go to a talk or, you know, I, I just have a heart for improving my marriage. And you kind of start to hear the same things over and over again, the same kind of themes about what to work on, what to look out for and, and selfishness and charity. So, so, not being selfish and working for charity in your marriage is just really the top thing that keeps coming up over and over. And selfishness is is at the root in so many um, broke so much brokenness within a marital relationship. And when people who have ultimately suffered, you know, the greatest harm of being divorced, and many times looking back, the root is that that root of selfishness, which the opposing virtue would be charity, which is why we're talking about that today. One of the many reasons. I think uh, in marriage and really in life in general, uh, one thought that I've had is a quote from Mother Teresa that I heard a, a while, a long time ago. 
she said, um, what the world, the world doesn't need more good people. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of good people out there. Mm -hmm. The world needs more holy people. Now, what's the difference, though? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I think the difference is the grace of God, because grace makes what is humanly impossible possible. And virtue, charity, perfect charity, that is impossible for Aaron without grace here. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And like Mother said so beautifully, there are many, many good people. You know, we were created good. So just through our own human, human reason, human condition, we can choose some good. But the deepest level, we cannot be we cannot be holy and holy goodness apart from God, apart from that grace. Wow, we're getting into some beautiful conversation today about charity and love here on Faith and Good Counsel. It's a new season. I'm so excited to be with you once again. I'm Stacey Galino here with my beautiful co-host, Erin Franco, the humble handmaid, and my daughter, Olivia Galino. We're talking about virtue and charity, and we're going to continue that conversation again in just a moment. Stick around. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. Together we're the hosts of More to Life, a call-in program focusing on leading a more abundant marriage, family, and personal life. Join us weekdays at 11 Central as we apply both the wisdom of St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body and insights from contemporary psychology to help you become everything you were created to be. Tune in and call in with your questions. That's More to Life, weekdays at 11 Central, right here on Catholic Community Radio. Every day, this radio station works to bring the Catholic faith to the airways of southeastern Louisiana. We can only do this with your support. Consider a tax-deductible donation. Log on to catholiccommunityradio.org. Hello, this is Jimmy Sakers. I want to tell you about my book, The Fullness of Truth. It's a handbook for explaining and defending the Catholic faith written in language that lay people can easily understand. Each section, for example, let's say infallibility, opens with a one-page cliff note with the headings what, why, and wow. If you want more information, you just flip the page to the following essay that backs it up. It's a great tool for you as well as your high school and college children. And best of all, you can get it on Kindle for $2.99. Or if you like paper, you can have total access to the entire book for $9.99 at the dedicated website, thefullnessoftruthoneword.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Faith and Good Counsel. It's a brand new, fresh season, and I'm excited about it. Thanks for joining us. I'm Stacey Galino here with... My co-host, Erin Franco, the humble handmaid, and my beautiful daughter, Olivia Galino. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks. And Erin, you're lovely, too. You know that. (laughs) I didn't say Erin was beautiful. It just hit me, and she is stunning. It goes without saying. That's right. When we, we, uh, in the last segment, we were talking about charity, and we were just touching on charity and what that means within the marital relationship. And Erin, I know you had some good sort of everyday examples of how to live charitably within that, that nuptial union. Absolutely. Uh, with our spiritual life, I think that as we mature, 
we naturally pay more attention to the small things. And so so many of those little charitable acts um, are small. So it's holding your tongue in an argument. Mm. It's um, tough. Forcing yourself to remember the goodwill and the good heart of your spouse when they say something they don't mean uh, or when they're acting badly because we all do it. It's and it's hard in the moment, Erin, because it wounds your heart, isn't <laughs> Very it? Especially, much. you know, I mean, I've, we will be married 30 years, and, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of water under the bridge, and there we have both said unkind things that have wounded each other's hearts. You know, and you do learn, as you say, you spiritually mature um, to think more selflessly of the other, and it is easier to hold your tongue, but that is a growth through grace of the virtue of charity. And it's really about dealing with yourself first and always. It's being able to go into an argument or, or just thinking about the situation with the kind of conscience that knows, okay, I think I'm acting, I think I'm acting right here. There are no like a sin issue in me or, um, you know, a poor perspective that could be preventing me from acting like a saint, from right. doing, you know, what would from doing what Jesus would have me do in the situation. So deal with yourself first and always. I think that's such a good rule for marriage um, in general. I think that um, another, a very important part of charity in marriage is very much linked to charity and intimacy in your marriage. Now, how how so? Uh, um, Everything. Let me count the ways. Let me count (laughs) the ways. Really, I think that... um, intimacy in general and especially if you are if you happen to be a couple who's using nfp in your marriage it takes so much hard um, hard work and really ongoing lessons in charity and selfishness things are always changing there are so many different seasons um, especially when you're having children or you're getting older and things are changing Um, generosity sympathy perseverance hope trust respect and then there's really the point that where a a person's mastery of his or her sexual passions is really going to only be as strong as that person's selfless charity toward his or her spouse. And in order to do that through God's grace, we have to see the person, not the object. And that that's a deeper conversation for another day, but basically seeing the authentic maleness in your husband or seeing the authentic femininity in your wife, the equal and complementary nature and how we're not um, through lust and other means to use one another. Even if we don't intend it, we're, we're surrounded in a world that's filled with, with lust, which would t- be total opposite of loving and selflessness and, and charitableness toward your spouse. So we're going to do a show a little later on in the season about some of these issues, but you're, you're hitting on some really important points. It's like someone may be hearing this, like, how can that even work in my marriage? You know, well, again, if, if this is striking a nerve today, you, I would encourage you to do some more reading. Erin has some beautiful resources on her blog, HumbleHandmade.com, about ways that you can learn to grow in charity. I think that a lot of Catholic couples, because we are so countercultural when we do try to live this authentic Catholic marital spirituality and sexuality, that we can't just go to Google for advice. Oh, you know? my. We, we, I would just, ask you not to. <laughs> yeah, so, but but I think that that leads oh. a lot of people to just say, oh, well, I mean, this is how it's going to be. Just suck it up. You know, they, they just have this defeated uh, idea about and it. And a heartbreak. But, and a heartbreak. And heartbreak. Because you long so. for more. We're thirsting for and, more, for what we were created for. And really, um, charity in that case would be 
being intentional about nurturing that part of your marriage, healing that part of your marriage, read some good books, go talk to a counselor, really seek out resources because they are out there. Trust me. Stacey and I know and we talk about them all the time. There are really great ways out there that God wants for you to work on that part of your marriage. That's right. And we're open. If you want to contact either one of us, we can send you to some resources um, for that. So what about, okay, so so much we could say about the, <laughs> the marital relationship. We all want that one flesh union for which we were created. The nuptial union is so beautiful. But there's other relationships. Our, our relationship as a parent, uh, you know, Olivia as an adult child um, in a p- parental relationship. Let's talk about that. Charity as a parent. For me, the over just the overall idea is that you be the best parent you can possibly be. But what does that, that mean, Erin? Take it seriously. You, yeah. <laughs> your children deserve to have parents who will teach them out about God, who will give yes. them character, who will teach them um, how to be in social situations, how to be witnesses for God. There's so much that our children need us to teach them um, in their faith and in character. And doing the best you can at that is great charity. I see you, Aaron. I witness you raising your beautiful children, and I see you teaching them self-control mm-hmm. and self-mastery. One, mm-hmm. three, and that is a charitable act. How do you do that? Oh goodness! Um, well, by the seat of my pants, most of the time. <laughs> but because you're working on yourself, right? Yes. This is the point, and it com- it flows through in radiance and in beautiful fruit okay. to your children. Well, uh, and a, like a child who is never taught that self-control and self-mastery is going to struggle all of her life. And it's going to come out in ugly ways when maybe she gets married one day or she has a job and she can't control herself. So it's just consistency. It's gentleness. It's calling it out in your children and praying for them a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 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 teaching them and, and, and helping them in a future time to learn to be able to totally self-donate within relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, think um, another another little way to be charitable with your children is actually a little um, tidbit from St. Jose Maria. He says, listen to your children and start when they are very little and make no problem too small for you to listen to Aww. so that when they grow and they have bigger problems, they will still come to you. Yes. How beautiful. Yeah. How beautiful. But what about, so Olivia, you know, as people know, you're my beautiful daughter. You're my youngest daughter. And, and I would like to hear from you just in the, the terms of the adult child, maybe just in general terms, the adult child relationship from a parent. What are some ways that, that charity can blossom in that relationship? Sure. Um, well, I think there's a lot of things that uh, even as um, older children or especially as adult children that you can do to foster a, you know, a healthy adult relationship with your parents, but that also involves charity. And it just comes in the little ways. Um, you know, if you're, if you're at the store and you're going to be dropping by or driving by their house on the way home, you know, ask your mom if she needs anything from the store or, um, you know, if they're out of town, maybe go by and do their dishes or, or yeah. pick up their mail, um, and you know, without asking. Yeah. Um, or all the all these beautiful things that you do, actually. Yeah. Or, <laughs> they're really are lovely. It does and it warms the heart. Oh. I can say that as a mother, it's very a beautiful way to show love and charity, um, and it's very appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's yeah, it's just those little things, you know, like knowing that. You know, you love chocolate. So if I'm yeah. at the store and I see some dark chocolate, it's only going to cost me, what, you know, a dollar twenty if it's the nice kind. So I throw it in the basket, bring it home to you. 
um, <laughs> or, or like with my dad, you know, I, I, I'm finding myself busier as of late. So it's, it's about finding, carving out time in my evening to drop by, maybe watch a little bit of a basketball game. You know, these, they seem like really insignificant things, but, um, but they're, but they're meaningful and they're important because they're, they're ways to, um, to foster a relationship, um, and to, to maintain it and to develop it. And, you know, and coming from the, the perspective of, of, of a mom or a parent, mom or dad of adult children, you know, they're ours for a time. They're always our children, but they are, when they are grown people, they are responsible first to the Lord. And, you know, our hearts, it can be hard on our hearts to let go. And there are times when, you know, maybe you're feeling having a little pity party. I don't hear from them as often or what. But you have to offer that to the Lord because they are, they are doing you know, responding to the Lord's call in their life. And, and this is a different season. And so those are ways actually that I, I have to work on being charitable to my children and not guilt them into calling me or guilt them mm-hmm. into, you know, they're, they're here, you know, these are not kind, charitable things to do. It is respecting them as, as adult. And so it, it, it takes work and sometimes mm-hmm. I fall and then I have to say, I'm so sorry. And, you know, that's also something that, that, you know, especially college age, if you're away from for college, you know, I, I struggled with the same thing when I was um, away in Dallas for college. You know, you it's things you don't think about because you're living your life. You're busy. You're right. busy, busy. You have your friends, you know, and so you kind of forget that there's, you know, a lot of people at home who wanting to hear from you, who care about you. And then you get an email from your grandmother and you're you realize, wow, I haven't talked to anyone in a long time, you know. Yes. So it's just those kind of putting those things in the forefront of your mind instead of waiting for them to catch up to you. But that, that can be charity right there. That's right. And so that's that reciprocal love and charity between, mm-hmm. and as you're growing, as you, it's a dynamic relationship as you're growing and it's a letting go and a surrendering. But, and we could talk more about that, but I know, Erin, there were some other points that you wanted to make about mm-hmm. charity in other relationships. Um, I wanted to definitely include a couple of wonderful, wonderful points from a couple of saints. Yes. Oh, Saint, yes. Saint Jose Maria again. I think he's made it three times into this show. <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> calling us today. We need to you, read Saint some. Jose Maria. Yes. Um, Pray for us. But he says, he says, don't say this person irritates me. Say this person sanctifies me. Now we may have to put that on a sticky note in our <laughs> car and on our refrigerator and our bathroom when our mirror so we can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's powerful. And then um, St. Teresa of Avila, I don't have the quote right in front of me, but she reminds us that God places and permits difficult personalities into our lives when he wants to draw us closer to him. And when we love those people through their irritatingness or, you know, their faults, we are loving God. Wow. And it is mm-hmm. it is an honor to him when we walk a, walk a godly life, when we hold our tongue in that situation with that very difficult person um, for love of him. Wow. That actually reminds me of, um, I have a friend who is discerning religious life, and she was talking to me about one of the communities she visited and saying how one of the older sisters there was telling her how religious life, and I really think it's an applicable metaphor for for all, any any state of life, um, that, you know, it's it's like all these different personalities are these jagged rocks, and you put them in a, in a Ziploc bag, and living life together is like shaking that Ziploc bag and having all of those rough edges smoothed out by everyone else's jagged parts. Wow. Um, 
and and that's really that's what that's what holiness is 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 you know willingness to help other people smooth their faults out but then also being willing to have others smooth yours out and again it takes that openness and that receptivity and that answering that call that thirst for love that we all feel way down and deep it's the echo from the garden y'all it's been such a pleasure to be with each of you today. Thanks for listening. I'm Stacy Galino here with Aaron Franco, the humble handmaid, my daughter Olivia Galino. Until next time on Faith and Good Counsel, we'll see ya. Love you, Pox Christie, y'all. Bye bye now. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 